eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. British cooking shows are more kind. Oh my it's god! A, a new show There's called, no like, conclusion to them. <laughs> it is. There's no competition. It's nicer. Yeah, but it's, but it's the focus worthless. on the cooking. No, I know. No, 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 no. What, the one this has more competition. You're talking about the British Bake Off, Great British Bake Off. I like that one. The one like episode. One. Well, I yeah. saw many episodes, but one episode they just let everyone stay. <laughs> they said, "Oh, everyone did so good. You all get to stay." It's not that a competition sometimes. then. They do that sometimes. It was insane. They're just trying. It's just a reaction. It's a reaction to American cooking. Shows. I guess so. American cooking shows is fucking Gordon Ramsay yeah. screaming. At, have you ever watched MasterChef? Yeah, of course. He is making these people do impossible things <laughs> yeah. and then being like, your technique is wrong. <laughs> Everything, your timing is wrong. And it's just like a woman just who was a minute ago was in a, her home. I know it's hard. All right. This is the last <laughs> podcast on the left. I am Ben Kissel. That's Marcus Parks. Hi, Ben. Oh, how you doing, Marcus? I'm doing good, man. How about you? Good, good. You look great. Thank you. We got Hong Kong over there in, uh, in L.A. Yeah, and I got special edition today. No pants. No pants. Oh, my God. No pants, no shirt. Oh, my goodness gracious. And that's what's going to happen to all of us if we end net neutrality. Wow, powerful point. No pants, no shirt. Every podcaster you know and love. (laughs) All I'm saying is this is is the new Henry Zabrowski. I am bare minimum. Henry Zabrowski. They're like Moby. <laughs> Rolling into the studio, yeah. Moby Henry Zabrowski. All right, we're on to Black Widow's part two, and the stories just get better from here. So as far as pure stats go, the female serial killer, specifically the Black Widow, is by far better at serial killing than their male equivalent. Good job. You get the yeah, award. You so get brave. the award. They have higher body counts and on average kill for twice as long as males. Put into sports terms, Black Widow's are like the San Antonio Spurs of serial killing. Not too flashy, but strong on fundamentals. Oh, I see. You're also saying they all look like Tim Duncan, which is not (laughs) very kind. But you've brought up the Spurs before. Yes. It seems to be the one team you truly understand, when, which I don't really understand why you know so much about the Spurs. Marcus brings up the Spurs, you bring up Bobby Bonilla, and then that's the end of the conversation. That's the, yes. the that's, greatest sports conversation ever with Henry Zabrowski versus Marcus Parks. Bobby Bonilla, San Antonio Spurs, point counterpoint, show is done. That's it. That's it. We're the new Barstool Sports. But the... Uh, 
But I would actually put them closer to the Southside Johnny of serial killers. Southside Johnny? Who is that? Southside Johnny is the guy that inspired Bruce Springsteen. Uh-huh. He was the guy on the beach, like uh-huh. on the boardwalk that was singing songs with the guitar. And Bruce Springsteen was like, man, that seems like a randy life. <laughs> and then he went and he took that life from him. But he brings Southside Johnny on tour a lot. And Southside Johnny is arguably one of the hardest working New Jersey guitarsmen it's ever been. <laughs> wow, look at that. Maybe slowly poisoning the boss as well. Now, for an example of a Black Widow with a 30-year career, let's look at Marie Besnard, a.k.a. the quote-unquote killer known officially as Rien des Empoisonneurs. Oh, my goodness. Which means the queen of poisoners. Ooh. Thank you, Henry. Did you go to Google Translate for that? Yes. Very good. (laughs) Marie Besnard was born Marie Deveillard. In Loudon, France, in <laughs> oh my god, this is oh going to no. be good. In 1886, into a strict religious background, but when she got to her teen years, Marie was said to have blossomed into a "quote unquote" vicious and immoral woman. Ooh, maybe someone that would maybe someone that would like to purchase our new represent shirt to say "Hail Satan." Uh, yeah. Last podcast of the very good plug. Thank you. Very very good plug. Integrated marketing. Integrated marketing. <laughs> So in 1920, at the age of 23, Marie married a cousin of the Kissin variety, oh. August Antigone. Wait, hold mm, on. A no. cousin of the Kissin variety? Kissin cousins. You know what Kissin cousins are. I know. This is the thing. Well, question. Kissin cousins uh-huh. are just normally very close cousins. They're right? Is that the idea that they're so close they're fucking? No. Or is it just friends? Well, what's the difference? No, kissing kissing co- cousins aren't fucking cousins. No, kissing cousin. Well, actually, a kissing cousin is a cousin that you can kiss and fuck without the risk of genetic abnormalities. But legally, oh. it's still not right. Like, for example, like uh, no, wait, Hold McNeely's uh, grandparents were first cousins, right? I they have first no cousins. idea yeah. what happened. <laughs> yes, yeah, they, they were, were first cousins. cousins. But if you're like second and. Uh, Further, like second, uh-huh. third, fourth, and fifth, those are kissing cousins, meaning you can oh. marry, and it's not that socially huh. acceptable, but you know, you can kind of sweep it under the rug a little bit, and so the kids aren't going to be all, you know, wacky. I see. So that's uh, that's street legal incest. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. They really thought about this. So seven years after marrying Marie, August Antigny suddenly died from, quote-unquote, fluid in the lungs. <laughs> Giving Marie a small inheritance and a lifelong lust for murder and money. Awesome. Two years later, she married a rope shop owner named Leon Besnard. Man, back in the day, people people talk about niche content now. Uh People say that there's niche markets. But just having a shop that's all ropes. Just ropes. (laughs) Then you got to go to the pulley place next. I mean, what a nightmare that is. You know, before Walmart, that's how the world was. Multiple stops? (laughs) Yeah, multiple. I got to put on five layers of underwear. Right. I got to zip up my three coats. I've got to hitch up a buggy, which involves a a horse that doesn't want to be involved. The horse hates (laughs) you. Hitch up to a thing. It's on a cobblestone street. Just I got to go to the bean store. I got to go to the carrot store. I got to go to the rope store. I got to go to the stool store. They sell one bean at the bean store. One carrot at the carrot store. If it's sold out, come back in a week. This is why I like Amazon. And we're going to another embedded ad here, www.amazon.com. If you've ever checked, if you had to check it out, they got so much stuff in there. You could buy a shotgun. You could buy a balaclava. You could yeah. buy a trampoline. You can buy everything for a depressed, everything a depressed father needs for Christmas. A shotgun and whiskey and a couch, most likely. No. 
Now, we don't know if Marie actually let Leon in on her previous experience as a poisoner, but Mm. after 10 years of marriage, one of Leon's aunts died from a quote-unquote lung ailment in 1938. But how old were these people? It seems, uh, you know, maybe they were in their 40s or 50s. A lung ailment might take you. It might take you. I mean, all of these were plausible deaths. Okay. And two years after that lung ailment took down one of Leon's aunts, another aunt went down for the same thing after drinking a bottle of gift wine from Marie and Leon. And thus the pattern was established, making Marie the rarest of serial killers, a black widow Mm. with a partner, specifically a male partner. See, male-female serial killer teams, partners, are a class all of their own and will get a full episode. But this one was different. From what I can tell, the killing relationship between Marie and Leon was no more than that of a spider to its web. Who's the web? Leon. Oh, so Leon's making... <laughs> oh, Leon's that's, actually, that's a very traditional serial killer couple. Is Leon like a large man? I didn't see a picture of Leon. What does that have to do with it? Because then he would be more like the web. Like if he was like a super villain, he would just be big and fat and people get stuck in all his folds. Just, just sticky? I love it. Yes. Well, their game was to ingratiate themselves into the lives of relatives and acquaintances with Leon being the more charming of the pair, the web. And then when the time was right and the victim was just where they wanted him, Marie would attack as the spider. <laughs> I like it. It's kind of cute. So 1940, Marie took a break from murdering her mm. husband's family and set her sights on her own father, who died of a quote-unquote brain hemorrhage. <laughs> then it was Leon's father's term. He died a few months after Marie's father after eating quote-unquote poison mushrooms. There's so, so many quote-unquote. <laughs> yeah. That's why she's the quote-unquote killer. I guess that's what you have to do for insurance. Hmm. And a year later... Marie murdered Leon's mother, who died of quote-unquote pneumonia. But the estate went to Leon's sister, and her murder was almost silly in its execution. They just poisoned her and said it was suicide. Well, now they're getting confident. And this was right around the time of Romeo and Juliet was very popular. You're thinking poison? This is the 30s. This, yeah, it was been popular yeah, for hundreds of years. William <laughs> Shakespeare's timeless. Timeless. It wasn't any more popular in the but 30s than it was. You never know when someone's going to discover it for the first time. <laughs> and perhaps she did. So are you saying in the 1930s that everyone's still wearing the big Shakespeare and I don't know what it was like. mandolins? Talking to rats. I don't know. Yeah. So by then, rumors of the Besnard curse were swirling around Leon and Marie, but police just dismissed it as gossip and took both of them at their word after each murder, never even thinking to investigate. But it wasn't just family members that the hmm. Besnards were killing during this time. They had a whole host of long games going in addition to all the familiar side. Hmm. In the late 30s, the Besnards took in a rich, childless couple named the Rivets. <laughs> I think it's the Rivets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Rivets are I think. <laughs> quite a difference in personalities between the Rivets and the Rivets who are coming. We're saying we're coming for a week. Hey, hey but guess what? A week in Rivet time is more like nine years. Yeah, come on, Martha. Let's use the toilets at the same time. Yeah, yeah, the rivets are here. Better lock up your fucking bathroom towels because we're using them to wipe ourselves with. Oh, that's love. So the rivets moved in with the best nards and soon wrote the best nards into their will. Toussaint Rivet mm. died in July 1939 of quote-unquote pneumonia, while Blanche would survive another year and a half in the Besnard house before dropping dead of quote-unquote 
The chest sickness. <laughs> Why back in the day were people just adding people to their will? I don't know. Yeah, that seems strange. Just house guests, right? I'm getting buried with my money. <laughs> Bury me with my money. Money. <laughs> Next was I would love the open casket where Henry's buried with his money. Everyone just slowly pockets it as they walk by. No, I'm giving a five minute. I'm, I'm still speaking. I'm giving my condolences to Henry's corpse. Are you pocketing uh, hundreds going, right now? Just filled with mouse traps. <laughs> like my whole body's lying <laughs> Next was Pauline Baudinot and Virginie Lairon, Marie's elderly cousins. Mm. Incredibly, the cause of death put forth and believed for the first cousin was that she mistook a bowl of lye for her evening pudding. (laughs) Marcus, fucking, you don't understand. Have you ever had a fever for pudding? Have you ever just been like, God damn. Woke up in the morning. I'm shivering. I'm cold. What do I got to do to fix this sickness? But honestly, on the Br- on the great British bake-off, if someone did give them a bowl of lye instead of pudding, they'd still let them stay. You'd be like, no, mistakes happen. That's okay. You're back here on no, Tuesday. That's how they're that, very there's severe. no competition. The only way the lie would be able to stay is if the uh, the pastry was done at a perfect bla- a perfect bake, mm-hmm. which means it had a crispy bottom mm. and had a fine flake to it, a good b- butter actively worked through the mm. all of the batter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the idea is it's about what are the things that they executed properly yeah. and what are the things that are just plain old mistakes. So you're just going to overlook the poison. <laughs> if they live. Well, even more incredibly, the other cousin, according to what Marie told the police, died from the exact same thing in the exact same situation just a few weeks later i mean is it strange i don't i feel like because they're just killing their own family other than the rivets Mm -hmm. innocent it's not that bad it's not as bad than killing strangers what are you talking about they're the ones who are also mourning they're killing their own family (laughs) so you think i think it's just because you're blood related that the murderer is fine well you can just murder your family you're keeping it contained you're not going out there devastating other families you're simply chopping down your own tree you're leaving others just because, alone. <laughs> I think there's just because they are your cousins doesn't mean that those cousins don't also have their own family. No, I friends, understand they have their that. own family. I'm just saying, thank you for not killing your neighbors. Thank you for <laughs> staying within the family. You are misguided. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. I have, yeah, anyway, it is what it is. Now, it does seem a little ridiculous that neither pudding incident was truly investigated. Well, there's no way to ever... It's not like I've ever heard a saying that said something like the evidence would be somewhere inside of the pudding. <laughs> I would I cannot imagine that anything... Never... I remember the other saying yeah. that said, never investigate a pudding. What about that? The, the proof is in the pudding, yeah? What? Yeah, the, the pr- I've heard. I don't. I have heard the proof is in the pudding. The proof is where in, in, the, in the pudding. Oh no! Yeah, but the evidence has been consumed. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, as far as these investigations go, you got to remember this is France in yeah. 1941. Mm. They had a little problem called the Nazi occupation to worry about. Little yeah, because they didn't have the fucking spine to deal with it in the fucking first place. Now, there's, they had to wait for our were, boys to friend. come over there. Oh, I know about <laughs> World War II. Yeah. Yo, it sounds like you have a real good grasp on World War II history. I'm just saying things could have been figured out. <laughs> things could have been fixed previous. And I will also say Napoleon wasn't that short. No, no, that was that's no. actually a myth. That was probably that is a myth. my height. 
He's my height, which is a normal eh, height. A couple inches below Wait, average. Oh, so he was your height. I think he was That's actually like 5'8 or 5'9. No, he's 5'7. Is a normal height. <laughs> oh, so he'd still be an inch taller than you. No, 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 no. I'm 5'7. I don't know if you've seen my driver's license or my IMDb. <laughs> Well, the point is that little old ladies eating the wrong pudding probably barely registered with the shit the police had to worry about that week. Sure. And as it was, all these unfortunate deaths were chalked up to the best in our curse. So many years went by without a murder, and in the meantime, the Nazis got their asses kicked back to Germany. Mm. How cool would that be? To like be in a neighborhood where it's like in my, when we were growing up in Queens, there was a woman that lived across the street from us that my mom hated that used to like she never filled in her lips. She just had purple outline. Oh, it was yeah. like old school back in the 90s, like around her lips, just like all marked off and purple. My mom used to call her the witch across the street. <laughs> she said it again and again. And like, but can you imagine having one of those in your neighborhood? But she's actively murdering people and yeah. everybody knows she is. And she's got her swinging rope fucking handling husband. That's it. Just walking around, sauntering around, super smug, knowing they're killing everybody. I think, honestly, if that if she wasn't killing someone and you don't know anyone else that was killing anyone on that street in Queens, it was probably your mother doing all the murdering. <laughs> There's definitely one person on every street in Queens killing someone with poison. Yes. Well, even though the Germans got their asses kicked out, some Germans stayed behind in France, and Marie took one of those ex-Nazis for a lover. But Leon was swinging as well, having taken the local postmistress as his paramour. (laughs) And since they'd been killing so many people, they were very wealthy for their area. By this point, they had six houses, an inn, a cafe, and a few stud farms. It's like... I gotta tell you, it's kind of boring out here on the stud farm, but... uh, (laughs) Normally what they do is they give me a couple of traps with food in it so I can dig my way out so I don't get bored. I go in there and find my own food. And then also I got all these women to fuck. (laughs) It's Stud Farm, season 18, MTV 2024. I'm the only man on this horse-covered stud farm. (laughs) Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. Um, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya centaur picks are not going anywhere, and I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay, because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year, and that's why I'm going to go full tilt and not only are you going to get the judge reinhold sitting on the clydesdale entire series clothes and non-clothed what we also are going to offer you and i mean this we're trying to get into giraffe rides i brought this up the other day we got to start riding other animals but horses take pictures of the horses 
Photoshop the horses into other celebrities, but stop riding them. Save a horse, ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says right here, what would you do of another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously I'd get some nunchuck training in. Oh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you could do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer, it's of course I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and you might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash last pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. And if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Now, I love Babbel, and I love what they're doing for the people of America. But I went on there to find out if I could learn Fremen in order for me to go and harness the desert power that it would take to finally get the raids of the sand planet Arrakis. Uh, but they said they only offer real languages and uh, stuff that can really help people travel. I think that's mostly what Babbel's looking to do. They didn't really, like, I called customer service and I asked me, like, well, how can I possibly harness the power of a million Fremen? And they said, please, sir, stop calling. And I said, but I, I'm doing an ad for you currently while we're on the phone. And Babbel, you know what? God love them. They helped me learn German. And in the end, they, they were right. Because German's a lot more useful. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. So this is kind of, there's a little romance. It's like if Stephen King wrote Love Actually. It's well, kind of sweet. Well, it wasn't long, though, before Marie decided she wanted to make her Nazi love affair official. So she plotted to murder her longtime husband and partner, Leon. Oh, my goodness. Fucking Nazis are always conniving. I, but I will say, they're ambitious. Mm. And he want to work his way up to husband. I don't think Not that, just mister. Do you think the Nazi was in on the, the killing of Leon? I bet you the Nazi didn't have a problem with uh, with. 
Leon here. Yeah, uh, what are you talking about? I don't know. What are we talking about? Of course the Nazi was into it. Leon's been complicit in multiple murders. Why can't he just live? Are you giving the Nazi the benefit of the doubt here? First of all, I'm giving a former Nazi who, okay, he stayed in France. He obviously didn't like Germany that much. What? That's all I'm saying. I don't think he wanted Leon dead. Well, Marie did, at the very least. She tried tricking her husband into having a bit of the old family pudding. But he was How many times back. do you think she could make that gag where she's like, I'll just make the pudding again? It's like, at some point, everyone's going to know. Don't eat the pudding. It's like, as soon as they show up for her fucking... Because you know at the cafe, it has a big, like, funny sign being like, God, world's best pudding. And it's just her, like, smiling with a big fucking bowl of it. Well, so she was pushing pudding on him pretty hard. Uh, Leon noticed that she was trying to kill him. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he... He, you know, told a friend of his about it. Uh, and things also weren't helped by the fact that Marie was known to uh, often say that arsenic was just quicker than divorce. Oh. Wait a second. I just realized this is pushed two and two together. She tried to give the pudding to Leon? Mm-hmm. What is she doing? <laughs> I think we're having a hard time connecting the dots here. It's well, very interesting. I mean, eventually she found a way to do it because oh. in 1947, Leon became victim number 12. Oh. Marie would wait two more years for her last murder, that of her own mother. Mm. And Marie would have gotten Mm. away with it, as officials had officially chalked up the death of her mother to old age. But what got to Marie was the gossip. See, word around town was the whole Besnard curse thing was bullshit. And wasn't it convenient that Marie was the only one left by this point? Hmm. Yes. So Marie, just like the Polish prognosticator, started <laughs> hurling death threats, specifically naming poison as her weapon of choice, left and right, which finally caught the authorities' attention. Well, especially when you're just slinging poison like in the one of those incest balls that they have yeah. in Catholic church oh we're just being like who does it touch who does it touch they are the ones who will die so much back and forth across in the town and be like well now you're you're fucking well we have to take you to jail Marie we've been trying not to take you to jail yeah I love a confident poisoner I like that too yeah so they exhumed Leon and tested his body for arsenic, and sure enough, he was full of it. Uh, 13 more bodies were dug up, and all 13 tested positive, and Marie was finally arrested 30 years wow. after her first kill. She confessed under questioning, but immediately recanted and went to trial with the best defense lawyers in France on her side. Oh, she's the French old-timey OJ. (laughs) (laughs) Pizza sales went through the roof. It's a Bronco chase, but with an actual horse. (laughs) Now, despite all the evidence facing Marie, her lawyers danced around all of it. First... They said the tissue samples taken from the jars were erroneously labeled or lost or replaced or improperly collected. Ben, you're actually closer Whoa. to this whole OJ thing than you think you are. Hmm. That was me. That was me. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, so you said that, Henry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Credit's been me. given to me. <laughs> That's the British bake-off. That is how it works. <laughs> no justice whatsoever. No! made the bank. Well, then the lawyer said the ground in the cemetery where some of the bodies were buried contained high levels of arsenic due to the chemicals used on flowers and such. And the poison must have seeped into the bodies that way. Mm. Whoa. And then finally, 
they tried the argument that a surprising number of lawyers representing serial killers try, usually when faced with overwhelming evidence, the come on argument. What's that? Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on! What's in the box? <laughs> the, the box? This is the uh, way that the lawyers put it. In this country of good wines and fine living, one might possibly conceive of one murder, two murders, even three murders, <laughs> but eleven murders? Preposterous! Come on! Come on! Come on! I like it. I'm sure See, my just... come on argument will be like, come on! It's me! <laughs> It's me. It's Henry Zabrowski. Come on, guys. I wouldn't do such a thing. Come on. I'm only good for a leg. It's me, Henry Zabrowski. You know, your favorite pitch person for Mako. Mako Auto Parts. Come, get your oil change here. You remember me. Come on. It's it's Henry Zabrowski. From the Mako commercials? Yeah, that's Henry Zabrowski. It's me. <laughs> well, this almost never, ever works. Mm. It worked in the case of Marie Besnard. All right. No shit. After three trials, Marie finally went free in 1961 (laughs) and died a free woman almost 20 years later on Valentine's Day, 1980. She lived until 1980? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, well, she was born in 1896. She was 84. That's not too bad. That's a a very old lady uh, for the time. For a career poisoner (laughs) and serial killer, it's a very old age. Well, that's how it, that's what we know. Hate keeps a person alive. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. My fucking grandmother lived to the age of 93. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was the worst. Was that the same grandmother that would send you uh, bags of safety pins? For- no, that was my my uh, father's mother. Mm. That was my nana. My, my grandmother would do stuff where she'd pull me aside and whisper in my ear, Chocolate's gonna give you a heart attack. Oh. <laughs> and then she'd pinch my sister underneath the table as she was eating food. She would, like, pinch her all the time, just be telling her to stop eating. Huh. Well, in no way did that lead to any eating disorders or uh, <laughs> no. mental issues whatsoever. No. So that's all, that all worked out. The one thing I will say about this story is that some finally, some equality for women. There it is. And it just shows that if you have just enough money and just the right lawyers, you too can get off for a lifetime of murder. There it is. <laughs> so she killed 12. 12, yeah. Oh, my At goodness. At least 12. Okay. I mean, that's how it is with, uh, with serial killers like this. Not like the ones that brag and try to inflate their numbers, mm-hmm. uh, but ones like this. Like, when you have evidence of 12, it's almost certainly more. All right. You know, it's like with Gacy. We have evidence of 33. It's probably more. Yeah, most likely. Now, in case you haven't noticed, the vast majority of black widows either use close family members or close friends as their victims. Mm. But more recently, a clever couple of old ladies in Los Angeles figured they had a better way to go about it. Are we moving on from pudding talk? We're moving on to... No more pudding. Oh, all right. (laughs) (laughs) That's pudding talk. I love pudding. (laughs) Well, according to Kissel, it doesn't matter if you kill close family members or close friends because it doesn't affect society in general. No, I am simply saying there are shockwaves, you know, with any murder that goes through friends and coworkers. Oh, my God. I got 
that. I am just saying thank you for not killing my family. Thank you for killing <laughs> yes, your yes. family. <laughs> well, let's get in to Helen Golay and Olga Ruterschmidt, a.k.a. Hit and Run Hella and Overdrive Olga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a good idea for a movie. The two old ladies this, killing oh, people absolutely. with their cars. It is a fantastic idea for a movie. So Helen Golay was a retired insurance worker living in Hollywood when she met Hungarian immigrant and coffee shop owner Helga Ruterschmidt mm. at a Santa Monica health spa sometime in the 90s. Oh, tell me what is your name, Helen? Yeah, it's my name is Helen. It's <laughs> nice to meet you at this spa. Yeah, isn't it nice? Isn't it wonderful? You know why we can be good friends? Why, Olga? Because we have the same sag. Oh. We sit here in the sauna together and it's the same U-shape of breast. Mm. And the me like. <laughs> what a duo. I'm happy they found each other. <laughs> so the two made fast friends and both worked as volunteers at the Hollywood Presbyterian Church helping out L.A.'s huge homeless population. Oh, my goodness. The Skid Row of L.A. Oh, yeah. Maybe yes. they met Ramirez. They might who have. Knows? Uh, who knows? No, 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 no. This was in the 2000. This was oh, this uh, is, late 90s. This is much more recent. This okay. is much more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They met in the 90s. Oh, okay. Uh, and yeah, this is much, much okay. more recent. This is actually the most recent one we're going to cover. Uh, and it's at the Hollywood Presbyterian Church helping out the homeless that these two women cooked up a scheme that ended up landing them in prison for the rest of their lives. Ooh. Olga. Ever notice? You ever be here with all of these with these homeless people, and you just think, what if we look? You know how you look into the abyss, mm -hmm. and the abyss like looks back and it calls to you and it says, "Jump in, jump in, oh, be yeah. a part of mayhem." And Olga's like, "Yeah, yeah, I do." <laughs> What if we just do that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Olga? Let's just be bad. Let's be bad and just jump into the abyss. It's yeah. Let's let's kill everything. <laughs> it's fun. It's like Mike Myers' character from Coffee Talk. <laughs> now their first victim was 73-year-old oh. Paul Vados, who had been homeless and alone for years. They fed him, took him in, and gave him a place to live. The only thing they asked in return was a little personal information and his signature. Unbeknownst oh, very, to him. Very suspicious. Yeah, very strange. <laughs> Unbeknownst to Paul, Helen and Olga had taken Paul's signature and turned it into a rubber stamp that they used to take out large life insurance policies in Paul's name. Look, see here, Olga, look, look. See how I'm Helen? I'm Helen. Hi, <laughs> hi, I'm Helen. See this stamp here? Now I'm Paul. Now I'm Paul, and I can do whatever I want. <laughs> it's this is fun. I'm, like, wet for the first time. It's been, honestly, it's been a fucking Sahara down there, and now I'm sitting on a fucking swamp. But how much life insurance? This guy's homeless. How much Money can you get? Well, what they uh, did with these guys uh, is they established a relationship with them. Uh, is that it wasn't just they took him in, had him sign a bunch of documents, and then killed him. Mm -hmm. They 
nurtured a relationship with this guy in particular for two years mm. because they had to establish a relationship with him and they put certain things in his name because these women were, you know, they were actual like landowners. They had businesses. Mm. So they put things in Paul's name uh, and essentially make him worth something. Oh. Yeah, and then you put you put insurance policies on top of that. Basically, yeah, you see. buy like a little building and you put an insurance policy on top of it. And you do all of these things. You put health insurance policies onto him. Mm-hmm. He's walking around having the time of his life he's 73 years old he's been homeless for so long he gets taken to this house for these two these two ladies i do want to know is there a montage where they fix him up they bring him to a beverly hills uh, nice clothing is. store and and they took him to a groomer yeah they got his nails clipped they got his glands pressed was the movie trading places where that happens i think well in 1999 after two years of housing and feeding paul the scheme kicked into the next phase mm. helen and olga drugged paul laid him out in a dark alley and made it look like Paul was changing the tire on a bike. Olga, hmm. look, I'm Paul. I'm riding my bike. Oh, I'm Paul. I'm hungry. I used to be hungry. Not anymore. Not thanks to Helen. What Helen did for me. If you could just thank me for a second for what Helen did for me. Oh, I got a flat. Oh, it's easy to do. You set up the timeline, Olga. <laughs> Actually, you know, he sounds uh, a lot more like... I got a car full of farts. Oh my farts. God, Ted I'm Pillman! Saving them for you, <laughs> Ted Pillman, old school. Well, after laying down Paul and then put setting up the bike next to him, they got into Olga's silver Mercury Sable hmm. and ran him down, killing him and collecting over $600,000 in insurance money on the old man's murder. Huh. Wow. I know it's really sad that this man is dead and RIP. Mm-hmm. I am not worried, but that is this is like it's you can see him doing it. Yeah. Putting the bandanas yeah. on and everything <laughs> like that. You look good, old guy. Yes, exactly. You look like a criminal. I love it. What we're going to do is same time though is that my arms are like balsa wood. How are your arms? Are they also like balsa wood? I imagine we're both deep in our 60s. I don't really know how we're going to move this man into the alleyway cuz that's the thing. How did they get him in there? That's what I I'm trying to think about here. I have no idea. I would well, that was the argument that the defense lawyer made when they got caught, but I would imagine they just kind of shuffled him in and they gave him a soda with a bunch of like drugs in it uh, in the alleyway Did and they then set just up laid like, him down. The soda, Paul. Drink the soda. Just drink it. And we don't have all day to watch you be drinking these sodas. All right, now we're going to play a game called the lie down game, Paul. We're going to lie down. Trust me, I saved your life. I saved your life, Paul. It seems like you guys are really getting more dangerous and getting meaner to me as the time goes on. It I seems like on. Paul's noticing things a bit too much and that Paul needs to take to take a bit of an alley now. Uh, did you say something about a soda? Go, here you go, here you go. Well, funny thing was, these women didn't really need the money. Helen was already a millionaire from real estate holdings in Santa Monica, and Olga was pretty well-to-do in her own right. They were just bored? It was a game. <laughs> that This whole thing was a game, and they loved playing it. Honestly, get rid of Jigsaw. If it was Helen that rolled in, it would be, it would be so Helen much and Olga. It's me, Helen. Ooh, and it's me, Olga. Have some cold soup. It's from Hungary. All <laughs> soup from Hungary is cold because we want to make sure even when you're comforted, comforted that you are miserable. <laughs> it's time to play a game. <laughs> well, three years after Paul... The ladies would start it all over again. Oh, my goodness. In 2002, Olga and Helen told 55-year-old Kenneth McDavid that they'd pay his rent 
if only he'd sign a sheet of paper for him. Once mm. again, they got his signature, and once again, they made a rubber stamp. This time, they took out 13 policies, totaling almost $4 million. Oh, my Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Man, this is like funny games meets uh, going out in style. <laughs> <laughs> now, again, Kenneth was killed in an alley hit and run. They even tried it a third time with a guy named Jimmy Covington. They took old Jimmy out to Burger King for the pitch, but Jimmy was smart, refused, and eventually testified at their trial. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but maybe you will say yes to some French toast sticks. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even. You know what I do like is that you know that she was revving up the car, and at some point, you know, like they're they're about to murder him, and ACDC's playing, and she's just like, "Oh, this is too loud. This is too loud. I gotta murder him while I'm relaxed." Flips on the Michael Bublé. There's nothing I like than new Rat Pack songs. Bublé. Well, the women might have gotten away with all this had coincidence not come into play as it often does with cases like this. The detective investigating the second murder happened to mention it to another cop who had investigated the first. Mm. And they came up with a few similarities. First, hit and run injuries are usually from the waist down as that's where the point of impact usually is. Yes. And both of these guys had obviously been run over while they were laying down on the ground. Yeah, they probably had those Looney Tunes tire marks (laughs) over them. If you watch the back, it was the uh, back alley brawl between Roddy Roddy Piper and Goldust. Do you remember that? Uh, No. Roddy Roddy Piper is gold dust hits him with a car uh-huh. and you'll notice that where he hits him in the hip <laughs> uh, that's a gr- you have to watch that match it's from like 1997 was Goldust, like, stationed in the alley, like, turning tricks? Yeah. I know at the time, Goldust was a problematic character. Well, I wasn't sure if he was a huffer or if he was just maybe uh, maybe into into men. But uh, you can go either way. Goldust never officially came out as gay. Although now there isn't in the NXT, the Velveteen Dream. There is an openly gay character. Huh. Yes. Well, second, in this case, there were the bicycles. While the ladies had set up both to look like the guys were changing bike tires, they forgot to actually de-inflate the tires. So there was no reason for the men to be changing the tires. Olga, you know for a fact I'm not a detail woman. I'm a big ideas woman. What am I supposed to do? The soup got hot. I can't be sitting here and letting the soup got hot while sitting in the car. I had to take it to the refrigerator. Well, third, the insurance companies were starting to look into things as well because Olga and Helen were constantly calling up the country companies, bickering over who was going to get paid most and who was going to get paid first. Oh, my goodness. And it also didn't help that both men had about a dozen policies each taken out on them. Mm. So when police checked surveillance video from the neighborhood where McDavid was killed, the second victim, they saw a silver mercury sable right near the alleyway where his body was found. The same kind one of the beneficiaries in the insurance policy drove. And I got to say, the mercury sable just made for older women. (laughs) My grandmother had one. It is just perfect. Yeah, it is. Now, they also found that an auto club had been called to the area right around the time of McDavid's death to pick up a damaged silver mercury sable. They were fucking, they were just psychopaths. Yes. <laughs> that had, did no planning. It's quite fascinating, this duo. So naturally, they caught up to the two old ladies and brought them in for questioning. And still, they might have gotten away with it. 
had they not bickered in the police station while they were waiting in a room that was obviously under constant video and audio surveillance. Honestly, this is like a, it's straight out of absolutely fabulous. This is AbFab. It is. Like, it a, is. great movie, great series, by the way. If you don't, if you don't know AbFab, check it out. Well, Rudderschmidt said to Golay, among many other things, quote, Why did you make the extra insurances? Too many. You can't do that. You were greedy. That is the problem. Oh that's the problem. <laughs> that's and the, that they were greedy. <laughs> you're right, Olga. Yeah, you're right. I was greedy. Oh, what a horrible sin. Forgive me. Forgive me, God. Don't forgive me for the murderers, because I'll watch every man I've ever met be ground under the tires of my wonderful, proud Mercury Sable. <laughs> Love a good Mercury Sable. Well, when they went to trial, Helen tried to pull a Betty Lou Beats, saying her daughter was framing her for the whole thing. But the two women were easily put away in 2008 and will undoubtedly soon die in prison. Oh, my goodness gracious. Now, Helen and Olga are not the only women to think they were real goddamn clever in their murderous profit schemes. <laughs> For our last Black Widow, let's take a look at Stella Nickel. AKA Sanad Stella. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Are you give me these, these these nicknames? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. All the ones I, yeah, yeah, I gave really them all. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So Black Widows, it's not necessarily the husband that they kill. The nature of the crime has to be profitable, yeah. it seems. Mm. Maybe a Black Widow, it's like you're getting something out of the deal. Yeah. Like it's, you are, this is, it's, in, it's serial killing meets grand theft. While not a serial killer, Stella Nickel of Seattle still deserves a place in the annals of Black Widow history for her complete disregard and disdain for human life. Hmm. Stella was a regular old run-of-the-mill hard-drinking resident of the trailer park who married her husband Bruce in 1976 when his lifestyle was the same. Oh, oh yeah. But when yeah, having a good time. A match made in the courthouse. <laughs> But when Bruce got sober in the mid-80s, Stella was suddenly without a drinking buddy. Oh, what? You think you're fucking better than her? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. If you're two drunks and you're getting married, till death do you part or till sobriety brings one of you into a different world. Well, the you clarity, cannot, the it, clarity it, is what ruins everything. Exactly. You're a different person. You stop boozing, but you marry when you're boozing. That uh, Nullified. Nulled. Annulled. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, well, uh, Stella had the same sort of idea. But, I mean, she tried. I mean, to pass the time, she had an obsessively maintained, reportedly very impressive home aquarium. Oh. Uh, but, you know, in the end, nothing compared to going out to a bar at night and raising hell. Yes, don't get me wrong. There's nothing I don't like better than seeing all the yellow fish all jump in and out of that hollow man that put it in the bottom of it. But the one thing I like better than fish is it jukebox? <laughs> <laughs> I agree with her. Move on! Texas Pete is a sauce and allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor! 
by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some cha Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs and a whole bunch of cha. And it started off my day correct. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. Yeah. Very key. You got to communicate clearly. All these emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. It's like you're Captain Kirk and Grammarly is Data. And you're kissing a lady on another planet. And Data is just trying to make sure you write better. Better writing means a stronger impact. And Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. And by understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. It did begin to understand when I was yelling and when I was doing bits versus me. Because I do use Grammarly, and it's nice. But I will also say Grammarly does will do the thing where it's like, um, I think maybe you missed a little comma, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I know. Thank you, Grammarly. Like, thank I get it. Yes. But still, like, maybe we could just think about what I'm going through today, right? But Grammarly really does help. Because that's what we all need. A stern teacher with glasses and uh, little buckled shoes. That's Grammarly to me. That's what I see. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Do you want to set your child up for success? Yeah. So they can do some work finally for once, right? You're sitting around. They're just playing with their blocks, with their iPads, not bringing any money into the house. What a sham. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework and you find yourself too dumb to help yourself? It's easy with IXL Learning. It's an online learning program. It's for kids. You'll end up learning stuff yourself because adults don't know anything anymore. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Honestly, I feel like a lot of children could benefit from IXL learning. I think a lot of adults could benefit from IXL learning because learning gets pumped right in your home. They don't have to go to an elementary school like Adam Sandler did and Billy Madison because that is not yet accepted by society. All right. So you make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And last podcast on the left, listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash left. Visit IXL.com slash LEFT to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. So Stella decided she wanted out. Of course. But she also figured she'd make a little money in the meantime. Uh... First, she took out a life insurance policy on Bruce, as they all do, 
in addition to the one he already had. But the thing was, the existing policy paid out an extra $100,000 if the death was ruled accidental. Hmm. Now tell me, tell me, according to this contract, does it mean, when it says accidental, does it mean I can murder him with an X? <laughs> <laughs> Insurance policy, man, tell me your fucking explanations, okay? I ain't got fucking all day. I don't With the accidental. <laughs> it means he has to, like, slip on a banana peel or uh, something like that has to happen. Then why didn't you put that in the goddamn <laughs> contract? Well, I, we'll write it in now. <laughs> so... How do you make a murder accidental? Exactly. Well, how Stella did it, she was inspired by the still-to-this-day unsolved Chicago Tylenol murders. Oh, my goodness, yes. Yes, in which seven people ingested randomly placed cyanide-laced pills. Mm. Stella did the same with four extra-strength excedrins Mm. and gave two of those excedrins to Bruce. I don't really even need these anymore, Stella. I'm not hammered. I'm not uh, I'm not hungover. I don't really, I didn't do anything. I didn't hurt my back or anything like You're taking it. It's a preventative. It's a preventative. You're taking it just because life hurts. Life, life sucks. You got to take some sometimes. That's actually a good point. Well, Bruce was in the hospital hours later and died soon after oh. arrival. Only problem was the doctors ruled his death as natural causes resulting from Bruce's emphysema, precisely mm. the opposite of what Stella wanted. So tell me, insurance policy man, if I go in there now, he's dead. If I go and he's sitting in, he's sitting in the slab. Yes. Can I hit him with the axe? Now I get the extra <laughs> no, money. No, again, man, that is not what it means. Accidental. This is natural causes. Yeah. I'm going to say I killed him. I'm going to say that I did that. I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I did that. You give me the money, we call even Steven. (laughs) Well, since Stella couldn't very well say, look again, she had to take things a step further. Uh She planted cyanide-laced Excedrin pills in three more bottles and scattered them throughout stores in Seattle. These fuckers don't want to believe me. I'm going to become the fucking Joker. (laughs) I can do this in a second. It's easy to do. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody's fucking poisoned now. Everybody's saying, oh, pay attention to your aquarium. I tell you what, I'd rather be murdering. It is such drunk logic. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's it's, so much work. It's drunk logic, and she also did it like a drunk. Like I'm the, sure. Apparently the uh, the bottles were not resealed very well. Like the <laughs> like she used too much glue when she glued the boxes back together. Bing oh. bang uh, boom, good as you manufacturer. <laughs> the manufacturer doesn't make it as good as I do. As a matter of fact, I should send some of these faulty boxes to the manufacturer <laughs> and have them look at it and say new policies for all the boxes. <laughs> Foolproof plan. Uh, I mean, the thing was that, you know, still, you know, some people... They got busy lives. They don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. And about a week later, bank manager Susan Snow dropped dead. Oh, my God. Bad luck. And when the coroner was performing the autopsy, he noticed the scent of bitter almonds, a mm. hallmark of cyanide. And other pills in the bottle were tested and came up positive. And soon after police went public with the news, there was Stella Nickel with testimony that her husband had also taken Excedrin the day he died. My husband was sober as a cat. He never should have taken that Excedrin. I said to him, you got no back problems. You got to. And he said to me, oh, it's a preventative. So it's his fault. It's his fault, and I deserve payment. 
Well, this also gave Stella the opportunity to double dip. Now, instead of just an insurance payout, she also had a wrongful death suit. And it would have all gone perfectly had it not been for one slip-up on Stella's part. Uh Uh-oh. See, in order to get the cyanide into the tablets, Stella had to crush up the cyanide into a fine powder. But she did that in the same bowl that she had used to crush up a chemical she used in her aquarium called Algae Destroyer. Ah. And she didn't wash the bowl in between crushings. Oh, no. And then she failed a lie detector test. Ah, that will happen. what took her down for good was... Her kid, like happens in a lot Always. of these cases. Always uh. with these fucking kids. <laughs> what? Loose lips. Yeah. Loose lips, man. Well, the thing about Stella's loose tongue is that she just loved talking to her daughter from her first marriage uh, about, you know, what if Bruce was dead? What else do they have going on? Or what to if think we about? had a whole lot of life insurance money to spend? What? I if- tell you what, you'd think I'm fun now, but if your mommy had a lot of more money, your mommy would be a lot more fun to begin with. And I also think we should get into the box manufacturer <laughs> business <laughs> and start selling boxes to different people. Zip, zap, zap. You got to spend money, make money. Mama, I'm a little bit worried that you're just going to drink yourself to death if you have any more money because the small amount of money you do have now, it's gone, it goes to Mad Dog 2020 and Jameson. Only if I'm lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Stella talked about it so much to her daughter that when Stella called up her daughter to tell her that Bruce was dead, the first thing she said after the break in the news was, I know what you're thinking. (laughs) And the answer is no. And that's true. Hey, all right. Well, she didn't confess. Look at that. She even told her daughter that she'd already tried to kill him once using foxglove, but all it did was make him lazy. So her... Oh. (laughs) So her, her, uh, I guess um, her daughter from the first marriage. No, Bruce was the daughter stepdaughter, step stepdad. Anyway, her alibi was like I tried to kill him before and it didn't work. Yeah, why would I do it again? <laughs> okay. Yeah, why would I do it again? Anyway. But I guess we must be giving foxglove to all our members of Congress because oh. they seem to be acting real lazy as of late as well. So when the daughter told all this to cops. <laughs> They started looking in Estella's library records, and they found that Stella had checked out two books, Deadly Harvest <laughs> and Human Poisonings from Native and Cultivated Plants. Oh, the only two books that might make her, uh, like, obviously the suspect. Super guilty. Okay. Yes. And yes. she didn't return either one of those books, I'll have you know. No, you see, that's smart. Because that gets rid of the evidence. Yeah. The you don't return don't them. You got to pepper it with something else, like a bio of Roy Orberson or something. Like she <laughs> yeah, just, exactly. like very specifically, was in the uh, was in the uh, Black Widow section of the library. Yeah, the it, art of it's like the art of staying with your husband. <laughs> yeah, and she didn't get rid of the books either. She just kept them in her trailer. Uh, oh. And when cops dusted the books for fingerprints, the only pages with Stella's fingerprints. Uh, were the ones concerning cyanide. <sighs> and so Stella was charged with five counts of product tampering, resulting in two deaths, oh. and was di- and was sentenced to 90 years in prison. And by the way, she's still alive and well and up for parole next year. Okay. And I'll tell you what, now that I've been sober for a couple of years, uh, I can say that my husband was wrong and being sober sucks. <laughs> She's drinking some Pruno. She's got some prison wine brewing every single day. You know if, that. If she's watching Fresh Out, because Fresh oh. Out talks about him making Pruno, and it's just the problem with Pruno is that half the time it'll make you fucking blind. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's an intense stuff. Lock Up Raw, they just had a big bust on the one I was watching. Oh, yeah? Garbage bags full of this stuff. <laughs> really disgusting. Like when Oprah brought out all of her fat on the radio flyer. Uh, that's what it looks yeah. like. <laughs> yes. But I drink it. 
Well, that's it for Black Widow's part All two. Right. You know, I know uh, some people were asking for uh, for us to cover Belle Gunnis on this episode, but Belle Gunnis, like we said in the first episode, she's getting one. All her own. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we're just waiting until Hell's, Hell's Princess comes out by Harold Schechter on April 1st. Go buy that. Go buy every book that Harold Schechter has ever written. He's great. If I, if I could write the book, I would rename it Harold's Princess because <laughs> that's when she would have been. And I would have treated her as queen and never would she have murdered anyone because my love. My dick would have solved it. But then you wouldn't have anything to write about, Harold. But... I don't need to write if I finally just have somebody I could lay down with. Oh, man, again, sadder I, I sadder. actually think he's married. I think yes, he's I married. Think he's, he's, married with a couple, he's very happily married yes, with a couple yes. of kids. Harold Schechter yes. lives a wonderful life. He's a professor out in Queens. Oh, right. Well, a couple of, I guess there are vignettes, the stories that we just did. Are yes, they little, vignettes? Little vignettes. Yeah, it's yes. been a while since we've done uh, like a collection very of uh, certain types of murders. But yeah, we figured we'd, we'd do something uh, different this time. Yeah. Helen and I, I would also just say, mm. if you weren't afraid of women before now it's time just to remember that every once in a while they could just pop off and kill a whole bunch of you yep you know well really black widow murders are kind of a thing of the past you know at least as far as like the the ones they like the 30 40 ones i guarantee that they are not we have been t- we talked about this last episode id channel has been teaching women how to murder for fucking 10 years well you know <laughs> they've though, just gotten better they've you, just gotten better you look at the decline of the family dinner <laughs> and wow. as big fast food restaurants and these uh, you know huge corporations come in and feed us, there's no time to poison. You can't put a, you can't put another seasoning on your KFC arsenic or anything like that. It's not easy anymore. Yeah. Well, to be serious for for just a second, uh, net neutrality. I know everybody's been hearing about it lately. Pretty much what net neutrality is going to make it. What's going to happen if net neutrality ends? Uh, it's going to be possible for. Cable companies to charge you for podcasts. They can charge you for access to podcasts, and they can charge us for giving you podcasts. So if you want to keep the internet the way it is, if you want to keep podcasts free, uh, call your congressman. You can go to uh, battleforthetinternet.com to find out ways uh, to do your part. Uh, Please, guys, this is actually very, very important in a lot of different ways. This is something that we actually need to take a hand in. The FCC is in their Ted Bundy sorority berserker face right now. I have yeah. no idea what the hell is going on. No, they're giving all the power yeah. to corporations. Not only that, they're also uh, putting in roles to make it easier for corporations to completely consolidate the media uh, in uh, towns. In like, lo- they're tra- giving them the power to consolidate local media. This is all. This is very I, serious stuff. That is, that is very serious stuff that is threatening mm-hmm. our freedoms in hundreds of different ways. I posted about this yesterday on Twitter and I had several people t- respond to me saying, no, 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 I'm not going to, I don't want to save net neutrality because it, uh, it, in the end it's going to help the consumer to have a free market <laughs> and that it's just not the truth. It's not the truth. It's just the, they're lying to you. It's, it's never worked like that, ever. Corporations do not care about you. They, no. they, don't, they don't give a shit. They're going to ruin your whole life. And we're talking about, I think a lot of people have made the joke already, they're going to fuck with your porn. Yeah. They're going to oh fuck with my. that first. They're going to fuck with the things that you really, really like first netflix is going to come first you know, all these things are going to you you have to understand they're you're it's it's dire i i disagree with that completely they're going to come for the things you truly love last because they're going to get you used to it first it's going to be a oh, small right. incremental well, thing and the last thing they're going to do is come after your porn and by that time you're so used to it you're going to say yes and you're going to thank them for it 
Well, we do have to think about porn addiction and what it's uh, done to our society. Porn all right, is great. so let's do. Uh, all right, yes. All right, everyone. I want to thank everyone who came out to Omaha. That was our final live show. Yeah. Holy hell, that was incredible. Wonderful stuff. It was. Cre- I'm still uh, getting healed. Yep. From that weekend. Yeah. Um, Omaha was intense. Omaha. <laughs> we did not have any steaks, though. I'm so. Oh, I, I didn't anyway. No, I didn't either. We had burgers, mm. which were pretty good. No, we didn't have any chance because we wanted to go and it ended up being date night in Omaha. And we went around looking for steaks and all the weights were too yeah. Oh, that was, that's right. It was Omaha date night. Yeah, Omaha date night. But then you didn't have chicken fried steaks with us in the morning at the diner. Which was pretty great, pretty yeah. thick. Oh yeah, I had biscuits and gravy. It was some of the best biscuits and gravy I ever had. Mm. Oh. You were invited. I, I don't know <laughs> if I was invited, but that's you were invited. invited. You were on a text chain between the four of us uh, to say, "Hey, we're going to eat right now." Thanks for everyone. Uh, th- uh, thanks for the Patreon people. Thank you all so much uh, for everything that you've done for us. We got a new shirt out as well. Yeah. These represent shirts just in time for the holiday season. One says Hail Satan. One just says Last Podcast on the Left. So if you don't want to, uh, if you want to be able to talk to your uncle, yeah. you know, maybe just get not get the Hail Satan one. Or if you if your uncle's real cool, get the Hail Satan one. Yeah, it's got a pretty cool devil on it. So yeah. I hope you enjoy it. Um, please, and then also follow us on Twitter at Henry Loves You, at Marcus Parks, at Ben Kissel, at on Instagram at Doctor Fantasty, at Marcus Parks, at Ben Kissel the number one, and on all the bullshits, follow Last Podcast on the Left at LP on the Left. That's it, and uh, for all your needs here, we got politics, Abe Lincoln's top hat. Somehow a spookier show than uh, this one at times. <laughs> uh, we'll get into all the net neutrality stuff and. Uh, the free market and, and all that kind of stuff on the next episode. I don't mean to talk about politics on this show, um, but th- this is like, this is... Well, serious. this is a policy thing. Yeah, this, this is just yeah. going to directly yeah, this is a affect us. Thing. It's going to affect yeah, us. This is, it directly affects us and it directly uh, affects you. Well, so th- you this, too, this, yeah. is very, this is very important to us. Uh, Wizard and the Bruiser, page seven, movie signed with the Mads. And what's the name? Escuela Sangre. Escuela Sangre. Great. I don't know her. I have no idea who she is. It's so easy. Spanish is easy. Willa Sangre. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There it is. You don't have to say it. You don't have to give it like, you know, like a Spanish flair. Just Escuela Sangre. Escuela Sangre. Like, you don't say say burrito. You just say burrito. You can do the same thing with with Escuela Sangre. You don't say burrito? (laughs) I always get high. It's gordita. Gordita. That's me too. (laughs) Jarritos. Give me a burrito and a jarritos. Hail yourselves, everyone. El Guin. Hail me. Megustalations. Oh, Megustalations. Yeah, toss it in there. <laughs>